This week on Access Louisville, we're going to be talking about a possible expansion of University of Louisville Hospital. UofL has a $379 million plan on the shelf. We also have a bunch of restaurant news. Since when do we not talk about restaurants? It's going to be worth it. Stick around. My name is David Mann, and joining me today is Brooke Timmons, Howdy. Chris Larson, hey, hey. and Haley Coffin. Hello. Access Louisville is a weekly podcast from Louisville Business First. Each week, we bring you the latest news and the sharpest opinion on the city we love, Louisville, Kentucky. But before we do that, I'm going to start this show the way I always do, with a difficult question for our panel. Guys, earlier this week on LouisvilleBusinessFirst.com, we had a story about a new music venue coming to the outlet shops at the Bluegrass in Simpsonville. It's called Brewgrass Entertainment. No, I didn't slur my words. It's called that because they are going to book a lot of bluegrass and inter- uh, American Roots music, and also it sounds like surf beers. So uh, my question to you guys is, uh, what is the best local mu- music venue in town? And Brooke, I'm going to start with you. Um, I guess I would say my favorite local music venue is the Palace. Mm, that's um, very good. You get um, kind of an intimate setting, um, not too small. You can still, you still have a seat that you can sit in, um, but the atmosphere and the ambience is great, and it's not like a huge, um, a huge place where it just gets too big. So yeah, I would say the Palace is. I've my seen favorite. a lot of my favorite shows at the Palace. Yeah, I so. have too. Bon Iver was one of my favorites. Bon Iver, huh? Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> not judging. And Chris Larson. Uh, for me, I'm going to go with Mercury Ballroom. My uh, experience and my sampling of local music venues is fairly limited, but uh, when I did go to Mercury Ballroom for a business first event, I really liked the event, like the space. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's smaller, and I do I like that with music venues. I could. The only downside I see is that I could see that place getting absolutely packed. Yeah, true. Um, There's no seats. I've been there, um, packed and not so packed. Um, I go? saw. Um, I saw I saw the local natives actually from upstairs, and I really liked that. Um, and then I've it, it wasn't too crazy. Like it was, I mean, it was a packed Confession, show. Confession: I've never done a show at Mercury Ballroom. Well, Mercury Ballroom so. is still kind of new, a new venue. Couple of years. Couple yeah, of years. That upstairs so. space, I mean, that looks really cool. Yeah, yeah. the upstairs. I've, had, I've seen venues where awesome they view. have really cool upstairs spaces, and if you can get up there when it's crowded, it's usually yeah, a better it place was, to be. It was it was a great place to watch them, and I wasn't in the VIP area, just kind of in a watching uh, the upstairs balcony watching area, and it was great. Yeah, Haley. Uh, confession: <laughs> I haven't been to any indoor music venues in Louisville. I can say that I want to catch. Slater Kenny at the Paris Town Music Hall, um, the newest music venue. I think it's the newest, other than that Simpsonville one, um, to come on the scene. Um, in hindsight, my favorite music venue of all time is in Bloomington, Indiana. It's the Bluebird, if you guys yeah. have ever been there. That's sort of local, but not really. It's, it's kind of not. Drive. It's <laughs> regional. Can regional, I say? There you it's go. a regional, and it's a plug for them, so go Bloomington. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, um, I love uh, I have never been to the Bluebird. I do love Mercury Ballroom and the Palace. Uh, but I'll s- just to be different, I'll say uh, Headliners. I've seen a lot of great shows there. Uh, one of my favorite shows I ever saw was Dr. Dog, if we're all oh. dropping hipster uh, <laughs> bands in this show. Uh, I saw, what? Yeah. 
uh, Dr. Dog there uh, about 10 years ago and I had a really good time. Um, and I've seen a lot of great shows there. So I, it's been a while since I've been, though. Um, so that's, uh, that's uh, you know, this week's uh, nonsense. We always try and start the show with something a little silly before we dive into deeper topics. Um, so uh, this one is probably about as uh, uh, businessy as it can get. It's uh, University of Louisville, possibly expanding University of Louisville Hospital. And this is all taking place uh, while the university is uh, considering the purchase of Jewish Hospital and some other things. So, Chris, I'm, I'm probably oversimplifying it, so why don't you just tell us about the story you wrote last week about this. Yeah, so the headline kind of uh, gives you a good sampling of what uh, what the story is about. I'm just going to read that. UofL has a 30, $379 million plan B if Jewish Hospital doesn't work out. Um, so the, the real quick version of this is that uh, the University of Louisville took over U of L Hospital back in 2017. They've been working on expansion plans ever since. Mm-hmm. But then you throw in this kind of wrench in the planning at that hospital with the Jewish Hospital stuff here in 2018 and 2019, and this you know expansion planning's gone on you know ever since 2017 through this all. Right. That you have a pretty well developed backup plan if for whatever reason Jewish Hospital doesn't work out. Yeah. And we had a discussion in the newsroom before you um, uh, went pursued this story. Uh, you, uh, we kind of were talking about, is this worth covering considering it's a backup plan? We decided it was, and I guess you can t- kind of tell us why. Yeah, I mean, the when in a lot of things in business, especially in healthcare, it's pretty binary. Either you make it or you don't. Either yeah. Jewish hospital stays open or it doesn't. Yeah. Um, so the consensus amongst you know myself in the newsroom was that this is something that we'd want to write about because this is what's going this is where the University of Louisville is going to fall back if for whatever reason the plan that they have moving forward with 100 million dollars of assistance mm-hmm. to take over and integrate you know Jewish Hospital in Kentucky when doesn't work yeah and you got this um, information on this project through an open records request uh, which uh, as journalists we always love to do those because it's just a, a good way to you know, uh, find information and uh, and not always information that the uh, university is ready to talk about publicly or in other institution, government institution. Uh, so, Chris, what was uh, U of L's response when uh, when you know you you got this information, you wrote the story, and then you of course reached out to them for their comments. So, what were what were they saying about it? Yeah, and I, you know, this isn't the first time that I had I've talked to them about this idea of expanding U of L Hospital you know, during the course of reporting on this deal. You know, I'd heard that people were shown, and I've heard from multiple people that renderings of an expanded U of L hospital were being shown to people. I wanted to get my hands on those renderings. No one seemed to have a copy handy, or at least weren't willing to hand it over. So, you know, working with the uh, you know the legal tool to get public information through the Open Records Act, you know, I submitted a letter to get copies of that. And it turns out there wasn't just one; there was three renderings mm-hmm. of different possibilities of what this could look like. Um, and you know, the university has consistently said this is just a backup plan, this is just a backup plan, this is also a contingency plan, this is also a contingency plan. Mm-hmm. So they, they've said repeatedly that they have not decided to go through with this plan, even though they have, you know, even though, you know, they have this plan in motion with uh, Jewish Hospital, if anything were to happen, they have a really well-developed plan, even that goes down to the months of, like, when they would start working with the city to get you know the right credentialing and licensing to all the way to when they would see a substantial construction finish date yeah and uh, when you said they've been showing it to people i i think from our conversations the context has been they've been showing it as a recruitment tool right yeah yeah the 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 sources that you know you know that i've talked to about this have told me that this has been shown to 
uh, people that they want to attract to the university. Yeah, like, Basically, hey, look like, how hey, look big this, this is going to be. Look at this you cool uh, hospital, you know, you, that you could work at if you came to work at the University of yeah, Louisville. That's super interesting to me. Um, and uh, just while we're on the topic, what's the latest on U of L's plan to purchase Jewish Hospital? That's Plan A. You know, yeah, we're talking plan about Plan B. Yeah, plan so, B. Is, so Plan yeah, A. Plan I mean, it, it, as far as my reporting goes, it's it's them working through the final details of actually getting a deal done. This is slated to close on November 1st. A couple weeks. In a couple weeks. And one, just one kind of fact I want to throw out here. Uh, the, 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 the simplification in the writing about what the purchase price is going to be is, is, uh, is $10 million. is the overall takeover price for all of Kentucky One. Mm-hmm. But uh, that price could go up or down based on where Kentucky One's financial health is. So like if, you know, if at November 1 there's a certain balance sheet that's above or below a certain mark, mm-hmm. that price could go up or could go down to... Uh, to either see just a little bit more or a little bit less. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, um, it's an interesting topic and something we're going to continue to cover. I'm sure in the next few weeks you're probably going to get a little more, um, I guess, uh, news coming out about whether or not that uh, transaction is going to happen as expected. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, we'll but find out. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to move us on to lighter topics. We did the news there, but let's talk about restaurant news for a few minutes, and that's why I wanted Haley in on this discussion. Uh, Haley, you've done a couple big restaurant stories lately. The one that uh, caught my attention yesterday was uh, Boomba's. So tell us about uh, what Boomba's is doing. So Boomba's is going through a remodeling and rebranding process for all of its restaurants. Um, The renovation process has just been completed in Jeffersonville, giving it a more modern kind of industrial look. I think everyone's trying to pull in some of those bourbon barrel features. Um, just to bring a little bit more cohesiveness throughout mm-hmm. the Boomba's restaurants. They also went through a rebrand change with their tagline. Before, they were Boomba's Pizza and Tap House. Now they are Boomba's Pizza and Watch Bar. Um, they changed mm-hmm. that name because they have added new audiovisual equipment, uh, new LED televisions, have really kind of stepped up their sports bar yeah. game, so to speak. Yeah, so what do you guys think of Watch Bar, Brooke, who's on her phone right now? I'm going to ask you what you think of it. I was just looking up the photos so I could be fresh <laughs> totally on embarrassed what, it, what it looks like. Um, what do you think about the word Watch Bar, though? Um, I'm not so much a fan of the Watch Bar. Um, Is this a thing, in other, like, has, have we ever seen Watch Bar anywhere? Like, I can't well, think for of it. For I've never heard of a Watch Bar. Me yeah, neither. To me, it just makes me think of like retail watches. Like Sometimes when my, my watch is running out of battery, it shows me a bar. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's a Watch Bar. Yeah, um, I don't know. I think that like Tap House kind of do you you think know, invites me in more than Watch Bar. But do I'm you think Sports Bar would be more interesting? No, because sports bar is like maybe, maybe watch so bar is better. <laughs> well, that's what I said when you just first told me about this. I was like, what, are we going to watch like Game of Thrones there? Or are we just going <laughs> to watch sports? I know Game of Thrones is over, but. Um, I mean, maybe that's a potential. Like, the, did they discuss that? Did they talk no. about that? No, they, they, they said sports. I think that was the. Uh, they said sports and they're offering like special game day deals for like IU games, UK games, that kind of thing. Yeah. U of L games, sorry. I mean, I like Cardinal I like fans. the occasional sports ball, um, but I don't sports ball. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not there. I don't think I'm their demo. So. <laughs> but if they're going for the sports crowd, why not just say sports bar? People are like, man, I really want to go watch the game at a cool place. Man, I'll go to a sports bar. They're not thinking, I know. oh boy, can't the wait word to go sports watch bar U of L at, at a watch bar. Yeah, yeah, I just, I don't know. 
know. Maybe they're trying to just stray away from like all of the breweries that have kind of saturated the markets. Like mm. they don't want to just be another tap house because people might confuse them with yeah. a brewery. They kind of want to go to a restaurant maybe, and they're looking for something more along those lines. Yeah, I was yeah. going to ask you, is, is the Boomba's concept like, do you guys think that's in need of a refresh? Personally, I like Boomba's the way it is. I, I do too. I think I just had it last week. It's delicious. So. <laughs> Uh, so I think part of the reason why was, like I said earlier, uh, cohesiveness among the restaurants. They've kind of, they've, the brand was established, what, I think 21 years ago. Yeah, it's been a long time. Um, and they've been adding locations here and there ever since then. And every location has been like different from the last in yeah. different aspects. Just like whatever, like the current design trends are. Yeah. And, and so they're trying to bring a look to where you walk in and you're like, oh, this is a Boomba's no matter whether you're in the Highlands, whether you're in Tennessee, that kind of thing. There's yeah. still local decor pieces included, but I think they really just wanted to revamp what their decor looked like. So you could establish the brand and also differentiate it from other restaurants in the area uh, the pizza pizza joints of that caliber i guess all right we'll move on sorry tony we didn't mean to uh harp too much on watch bar but uh, we still like your pizza <laughs> yeah <laughs> i yeah it's one of my one of my favorites i know we've already done best local pizza place but uh um and i think Haley was mad that she wasn't in on that discussion but uh, <laughs> we'll do it again don't worry um so uh, yeah you had a couple other restaurant restaurant stories lately you had uh, a couple things coming to nulu what you got there so Olay Hospitality Group r- released details on two new concept restaurants coming to the Nulu area in a former funeral home. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was actually crea- Creation Gardens, I think, yep. before that, or most recently, and way before that it was a funeral home at one point. But despite the creepy aspect of that, <laughs> um, these restaurants are going to be really cool. Um, I don't know if anyone has driven by there, but they've painted it a bright yellow and I'm going to butcher the names of them. I know everyone's dying to know the names, but bear with me because I took four years of German in high school and not a lick of Spanish. So La Bode- Bodega de Mima or something and uh, Senora something. Starts with an A. We'll take your that sounds great, Haley. <laughs> I bet they have great quesadillas. No, <laughs> I'm such a terrible, <laughs> such a terrible uh, restaurant person. But <laughs> uh, um, um, yeah, so they're both uh, are b- both just Latin restaurants, I guess. Uh, yeah, they're going to be um, a fusion of a couple of different Latin American um, concepts, and I've in the release that we got, it they are going to be the most personal restaurants to. Fernando and Yanni Martinez, who Mm -hmm. own the Olay brands, they said these are like deeply meaningful to them. Mm -hmm. So um, they think it's going to be kind of a showcase of what they can provide people. And the secondary restaurant, the fast casual one that I can't pronounce, starts with an S. Senora Apera or something? Is that going in the carriage house behind there? Yes, it's going in the former. uh, Oh, um. uh, Oh, Something gosh, on Main. G- oh, Geese Lane. Geese Lane on Main. Yeah. It's going into that. And they're planning to open multiple locations of that, just like they did with El Taco Luchador. If you mm-hmm. didn't know that, Olay Hospitality Group owns El Taco Luchador, too. So um, they're hoping to do mul- multiple locations of that fast casual concept. This story broke while I was out of town, and all I could think was, yes, get in my belly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, sounds exciting. And then you had another one. Uh, towards the east end at the uh, 
former Skyline Chili's on Lynn Station yes. Road. Uh, so you, right? Yes. It, they you actually can gave, pronounce that one. They gave me the pronunciation on that one. It's spelled S-O-U, but it's pronounced so you. And I'm sure no one will just go, let's go to Sal. <laughs> <laughs> so we, okay. <laughs> Do my little pig call there. Um, anyways, this restaurant comes to us from Chef James Moran. Uh, you may have heard his name come up in some other restaurants. He was executive chef at 8UP. Um, he also recently worked on a consultancy basis for the Pine Room. So he's worked at several like high-profile restaurants in the area, and he's always wanted to open his own. So now they're getting to do it in a former Skyline Chili's location. It's going to have an open-concept kitchen. He's going to be cooking food like in the middle of people. Con- hmm customers so you're going to be able to see what what's going into the Those food are my favorite kinds the open concept kitchens <laughs> um yeah they're fine you can close it i don't care like as long as the food's good I don't mind. yeah they didn't tell me any of the signature dishes um because i think they want to keep some of the menu uh, surprise but it's supposed to open november 1st and uh it's currently under construction so mm-hmm. what was the um theme of the restaurant what was the food did you say like southern or something? Just I think Korean? it's it's southern inspired Asian maybe. Like they didn't say um, specifically. Like I tried to ask for menu details and they didn't want to tell me. <laughs> but so how big is this place? Because I'm thinking of like trying to have an open kitchen concept in a former, in a skyline, former skyline building, skyline. and those skyline they're not uh, huge. They're not big. <laughs> I think it's all. about three thousand. It's like a feet. regular size looking skyline. It's nothing nothing huge. So. I think it's 3,000. You're, you're going to be like right there, like as, yeah. a, as a customer. You're, you're going to be sitting. Because you'll be able to like open up what is currently the kitchen, and it'll be larger than I you. mean, like Mexa and St. Matthew's is very small space, and they make your yeah. tacos like yeah. right in front of you, and it's great. I yeah. think it'll work. It, it's definitely not something that they're just like walking into Skyline and planning to operate out of the same space. Like they've right, yeah. blown out the walls well, in there. And, and I read something it. once that um, that if you do buy a former like restaurant, um, building or whatever that you should just like completely renovate it otherwise people will like have the same like feeling as the last place that failed or closed or whatever mm-hmm. so um you're it's actually like better to just go in and just totally blow out the walls and change things speaking of restaurants closing uh some uh, other breaking restu- news <laughs> not necessarily breaking it closed two days ago but okay. palatucci's yeah palatucci's italian restaurante has closed didn't that just open Yes. Yeah, that was at the <laughs> former Gary's on Spring, right? Gary's on Spring um, in the Irish Hills neighborhood. It just opened in like July, yeah. into June maybe. Um, I think it was June. I think they... And the guy had actually sold his other business, his computer repair business in Jeffersonville to be able to afford this new endeavor. And I saw in a Facebook comment that he said oper- overhead was too high and they had a bunch of staffing issues mm-hmm. within the first six months. And that's... Sad to hear. Yeah. yeah, and you run into that a lot in the restaurant industry, I think, is keeping people on staff, paying competitive wages, that kind of thing. Um, but wow, like opening and closing in the same quarter, that's... <laughs> yep. I don't think it was the same. Like, for some reason, I'm thinking they opened around Derby. No. But maybe that's what he wanted to do, and it didn't happen. It was a couple weeks after Derby, I think. Because okay. Haley started Derby Cause Haley Week. Started I started Derby, Derby Week, okay. and I don't remember it being one of my first couple stories. So okay. um, I think it was maybe in June. Okay, gotcha. All right, well, any other late-breaking uh, restaurant news we need to know about? Not yet. Okay. I'm sure there will be tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. It's constant. on the restaurant beat, and it was like every five minutes, someone would walk up to my desk and say, 
this is closing or this is opening. And I'd be like, okay, I'll get on that after the last 10 things that people told me. So <laughs> exactly. So that's a tough beat very much. A lot to, lot to keep track of. Um, that's all we have for our show. This time I'm actually going to do an outro instead of just like closing up the show like I did last week. Um, don't know what happened there. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to go around the, the table and uh, – let everyone uh, say where our listeners can find you on social media and check out some of our content. So, uh, Brooke, I'll start with you. All right. So I think I've just officially just given up on Twitter currently. Um, you can still follow me there. Um, <laughs> There's no reason. Be <laughs> <laughs> a blue designer. Um, it was like one of my things, at goals at the beginning of the year. I was like, I'm going to get back into Twitter. And, and mm. so so January, check me out again. January, <laughs> yeah. It's a great month. To <laughs> and uh, But you can find me on uh, Instagram at btimmons26. Uh, and I post all kinds of food stuff there. It's my personal account, but I'd more than uh, love to have you follow me there. Um, are we saying what we're what we're up to at work? This? Yeah, okay. we are. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't listening before. <laughs> no, I didn't say. Oh, so, okay. but go ahead. <laughs> um, I'm just saying I do a quick plug for our book of lists. Um, we're working on that project right now. It's our like biggest project of the year, and we're just really excited about our theme. Um, maybe in the next couple weeks, um, I'll tell you what we're doing on our cover. Um, as as it's going out the door to the press. So I'm very excited about the theme this year, though. So. Um, and Chris. Yeah, you can find me at BFLU, Chris on Twitter. And you can also connect with me on LinkedIn, which is for the working grown-ups, everybody. Chris Get is on a LinkedIn. I'm a, I'm a grown-up. We're all talking about restaurants and crap. But if you want to have a break news. from kind of the hullabaloo that is Twitter and Facebook, LinkedIn's actually kind of a, a good place to kind of I escape like to that. If you yeah. want to, like, try to not be caught up in, like, the that next political yeah. debate with your – with your great Uncle aunt. Or your great aunt. I, I'm on Twitter, but I freaking hate it. Like, uh, it's just not my place. So yeah. I, uh, I like LinkedIn. Yeah, the things that I'm actually probably going to go work on after we wrap up here is another uh, int- what I what I think is going to be a really interesting story about the University of Louisville Jewish Hospital situation. It has to do with a hundred million dollar loan and where exactly that's going to go. We got some new information on that. So mm-hmm. uh, check in real soon with me on that. Yeah, that sounded interesting. Uh, Haley. You can find me on Twitter at BFLU Haley. That's H A L E Y. I don't hate Twitter. <laughs> so she actually uses it. I use Twitter. She uses it to great effect. I've, I've <laughs> been gaining some followers on there, so I appreciate some of my new followers that have been checking me out. Sorry if I'm weird on there. I'm weird <laughs> in real life, too. Um, <laughs> you can also connect with Can't me on. <laughs> you can connect with me on LinkedIn, um, but I'm not on there as much as everyone else here is. So if I take a couple days to respond to your message or your request, that is why. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I usually open LinkedIn just to clear the numbers. <laughs> yeah. <Hey>, Forty-seven notifications. <laughs> not <Click>. anymore. <laughs> See ya. Um, something I'm working on right now is a cover story on venture capital and the landscape in Louisville, um, what investment dollars look like here. It's a challenging story, and it has a lot of different aspects to it, so stay tuned on that. I think it's coming out the first or second week in November, so stay tuned um, for an update on that story. All right, and you can find me on uh, Twitter at David. I didn't mean it, Twitter. I don't hate you. <laughs> I just don't like you. Um, and uh, I'm also Twitter on. is listening right now. Yeah. <laughs> the Twitter. At Jack. Are you listening? At Jack. <laughs> I assume it, they are, but uh, and then I'm also on um, I'm also on Instagram, but I think it's been a while since I posted, so I need to post something on there soon. Um, and my Instagram account is dman3001. It's kind of a personal account, but it's also kind of a work account. So uh, anyway, that's all we have for you this 
week. Um, if you haven't already, I'd love for you to check us out on popular podcast services, uh, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and others. Uh, thank you very much, Haley, Chris, and Brooke, and thank you guys for listening at home.